Hey everybody, it's Matt here. And before we get to the episode today, I just want to invite you to slay this giant of sexual sin with us. I want to invite you to consider doing an event with us. We have so many different kinds of events that we could do. There's events for men, there's events for men and women, events for parents, for youth, for young adults. There's Sunday morning preaching. Um, some of the events that we do are for our one-time things and some are weekend-long conferences. And so if this is on your heart and you'd like to address sexuality and porn in your church or in your circle, in your ministry or whatever that might look like, uh, I would invite you to go to restoredministries.ca slash events. You can see what's possible there with some things that we've done in the past. And we're also very flexible with working with different event organizers and, and churches in what it can look like for their particular setting. And so if you have it on your heart to carry the message forward of, of freedom and wholeness and health over sexual brokenness, I would love to chat about what that might look like. Go to restoredministries.ca slash events. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see my email and feel free to email me. We can hop on a Zoom call together and look at what doing an event together might look like for you. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad Hafner. Hey, 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 welcome back to Pure Victory Podcast. Pumped that you're with us for another episode. Pumped that things are growing too. If you're new, we've got a lot of new listeners lately. It's uh, it's pretty awesome to see. And so if you're new, welcome. Welcome to the tribe. We're excited for you to, to be with us with Matt and Braden here, also mm-hmm. with Brad and Lisa. We're excited to have them on. Um, probably my favorite Instagram celebrities. And so it's- oh, oh, man. <laughs> right back at you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun just having, uh, yeah, having fun with people you meet online. And, mm-hmm. and I believe that one day we'll do some things together in person. But, but right now, yeah, I've been following Brad and Lisa for a while, and and vice versa. And and actually, we had Andy, who we both know. We had Andy on just a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and he oh. was he was plugging unrelenting. <laughs> oh, nice. like, I don't know if we plug other podcasts, like absolutely with them for sure. <laughs> <Love it. laughs> Absolutely. So, so no, we're excited to have you guys on and, uh, and just share, hear from you guys about what it looks like to have a great sex life. So thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks Thank, for having yeah. us. We are huge fans and so adore what you do. And I mean, you know, in what we, what we navigate through, we get a lot of people who deal with mm-hmm. those things that you guys actively help people navigate through. So we're always pushing people towards you guys. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh, we are, we're just always so, I guess the word would be proud, but excited and happy when we meet couples like you that have put their hand up to support marriages, but not only that, open up their lives of what God has done and just reveal some of those ways that God has taught you and provided for you and, and worked through your lives. So I know you're going to do lots of that in this podcast, but we're going to have a great conversation today about how to have a great sex life (laughs) great and this is something i think that we all have interest in if we're married (laughs) even if we're not married how do we have (laughs) Um, and (laughs) and and so let's just begin i think that this is a big topic but where do we begin when we start to think about how to have a great sex life well, clearly you just get married and it happens. Yeah. That's what I thought when I was single. Yeah. Like, you don't like need this one done. Yeah. Okay. The honeymoon phase, <laughs> just like, let it go forever and it's That's perfect. That's right. Stains are married. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Gosh. I, I mean, it takes work. 
Yeah, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of work. But I, I think the only way to have great sex in your marriage, well, great sex, we're talking about all in marriage. So <laughs> I shouldn't have to caveat that, yeah. right? Like you guys know. Yeah, yeah. But to even start out with or building the great sex is you have to start. And I always go to this all the time, but you have to start, you have to get your priority right right? Like the first thing first is your relationship with Christ and how rooted and grounded that is. And I know that sounds crazy for some people that are probably listening because it's like, wait a minute, like that has nothing to do with sex and it has everything to do with it. And so doing that first and then just building this relationship outside the bedroom, yeah. like that's, that's so important to even begin yeah. to, to like create that that great sex life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, a big facet, I think that has really been a catalyst for change for both Brad and I is, you know, you don't even realize how much shame can have an impact on your sex mm. life and in your marriage. And both, both of us had to navigate through that in different ways. But I would say like, that is something in your sex life that ends up causing you to not really pursue true intimacy with your spouse. Um, and it is, I think that's the reality of, you know, really allowing God to enter into the, every space of your life because the enemy wants us to stay in shame. And so when we really have that relationship with Christ and he really shows us who he is and the restorer that he is, once you can lay down shame when it comes to your sex life with your spouse. Um, it really is so freeing and it is just a beautiful way that, I mean, God designed sex. So it's, it's completely normal to like allow him into that space. Mm -hmm. And he wants to be invited into every area of our life to really bring it to the truest form of intimacy that it can be. And I would say, and we, everyone always says this, but really, truly, we would say that sex starts outside of the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> so making sure that anyone listening, you know, anyone who I think has an, a great sex life or a good sex life, they understand that it doesn't, it doesn't just begin at, you know, when you get into bed at night, that's not when a great sex life starts. The intimacy is meant to be in every area of your life. And then this just becomes a byproduct of something that you've actually been working on all day long, all your life. <laughs> I actually love that you're saying this starts outside the bedroom, but a lot of people, when they hear that, they think the practical, like, let's love each other, let's flirt. But you're also saying, let's deal with the shame, which yeah. you could say that's outside the bedroom. And so what does that look like for, or what did that look like for you guys? Maybe it still does, I don't know, but but what's that look like for you guys personally in dealing with that shame or recognizing how that affects your sex life? <clears throat> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'll let him start. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, he doesn't want to talk about shame. Brad can do that. Like, wait, uh, next question. Softball questions are tossing away. Yeah. Wow. This, I think for me, it's it's multiple levels of this for sure. So, you know, we with our whole testimony and our whole story, and then rebuilding trust and getting back in, and I was still struggling with pornography right and it wasn't you know i'm you guys i know you guys hear it all the time right you know it's that that was still something that was like lingering in there and i had tons of shame about that and it was like this horrible cycle that you end up in right you know especially as someone that's that's following god and trying to do all these things you know it's like i mess up then i say i'm sorry then i mess up then i you know it's a stupid cycle and i know that everyone like 
you hear this all the time whenever you talk to guys about this. Um, so when I finally was, you know, able to walk in victory away from that really, and I still held a ton of shame from that. And also from my life of, of walking away from my family and everything I did during that. And so the shame, like it was, it was, you know, two or threefold different things. Right. So one, it was, okay, I've, I've had sex with other people and I broke this covenant and now we're rebuilding trust and we're starting to have a sex life again. And I feel like I have to walk on eggshells because I don't want it to mess up. Right. So I'm like, I'm ashamed of everything I've done and I'm afraid, you know, do, if I, if I hug her like this, is she thinking that this was, you know, something he did when he was, you know, when we almost got, when we had a broken marriage, when we almost got a divorce, like all those things would constantly flash into my head. And then along with that is, is the, the virtual side of it too. Like, you know, these, these, you know, wants that I have for my wife, are they coming from a true um, selfless place of we're married and I want to enjoy her and I want her to feel great? Or is it coming from this dark corner of sin that, you know, is feeding my flesh, right? And so then there was that shameful side of it. And then on top of all of that, because I am a dude and I think a lot of dudes have this issue, period, is my body image right? Like period, just, you know, my body image, everyone, they kind of shove that under the rug as a guy, because it's like, no, you're a dude, like, you don't have that, like you walk around, however. But the reality of all of that is what is shoved into our face daily, right? Like, get rid of the dad bod, do this, do that, you know, all of these things, like you should look like some superhero. And and then your wife's going to want you more. And then, you know, all those, they're all lies. Yeah. But it's just all these things that just constantly bombard you. And so for me to even, you know, that was hurting our sex life, period, right? One, well, clearly, if you're dabbling or, you know, if you're not addicted to porn, but you're always kind of going to it and you're married and you're trying to have a great sex life. Uh, I wrote this in our notes and I didn't know if it was going to come up. And Lisa was like, I don't even know what you're talking about here. But um, in the notes that I wrote, which you know, Matt, we don't write notes. And so it was kind of hard to do this. I'm impressed. Yeah, right. But um, I, talk, I talked in the notes about, you know, I equate it to, to like giving up sugar, right? So like giving up artificial sugar. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever done that, you know, like I'm not going to do any candy or nothing for 30 days or whatever it is during that time when you actually wean yourself off the sugar, I'm not a dietitian, so I don't know the benefits of it, <laughs> but when you wean yourself off the sugar, all of a sudden these natural candies, right? Like fruit, like tastes so much better. It tastes amazing. And it's, it's just this whole different, it's what God designed us to have. Right. Like pick a peach off the tree and it tastes like amazing. Our peach trees dying. So we're both sad about that. But it was amazing just to go out there and pick that off the tree. If you've if you've detoxed from, you know, artificial or processed sugars, then when you get that, it's just this amazing piece. And so I equated it to 
what our sex life was like at the beginning of restoring all this stuff and me still hanging on to pornography and me still dealing with shame. And once that all started breaking, all of a sudden it was like a whole new world, if that makes sense. Like everything was just so much better. So everything was just so much more enhanced and it was amazing. And not just physically, like the physical part. Yes, of course, it's amazing. Like I'm no, everyone knows that, right? It, this is an amazing thing that God's given us, but it was the deep connection that you have and that, that oneness. Mm -hmm. And, and then your shame starts leaving, like all that stuff starts leaving. And does it creep up every now and then? Of course it does. Like, I think that's the human curse that we have to live with, but it starts leaving to where you have more confidence. Yeah. Um, and then you know truth. And you know truth. And you feel this, man, this deeper connection. It's just, it is, it's, it's truly amazing. And freedom. Yeah. And freedom. So, but it, but to get there was hard. And that's why I started the whole thing with like, it's easy to say it's hard to do, but to really focus your priority on God and then start walking that route and, you know, hopefully getting to this place. But and I would like to say that Brad was the only one who carried any shame or ever had anything to feel shameful about, but that's just not the case. <laughs> we um, just recorded an, an episode on narcissism, so that, that's not. <laughs> that's a, that's a We're not saying that. anything. Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> no, I carried. I actually never realized how much shame that I carried in regards to this area until our marriage fell apart, which is kind of funny um that you know there's some areas that you i guess you don't feel like you have to pay attention to until they fall apart and then all of a sudden it's like this glaring light on on this realization of oh wow there were some things that were really broken not just i wouldn't say like in our marriage but in myself i recognize a lot of things because i think I'm so grateful that God used that time in my life to really reveal a lot of things about me, which I wasn't super happy about because I felt like he should really be paying attention to Brad and his junk. So I kind of wanted him to leave me alone, but he was so faithful to reveal so many things in me. And the reality was in, in our story, which if you want to hear our story, episode 80 and 81 of our podcast is where you can hear our story. But in, in that situation, I didn't know if our marriage was actually going to be reconciled or, or saved in any way. And all indicators pointed that it wouldn't. And so I really had the opportunity to take a good hard look at some things that I knew I did not want to carry into my future. One of those things was the recognition. And um, I'll go into this because I think it's a, a great aspect of having a great sex life is I recognized I was not a pursuer of my husband. And it wasn't in the fact that I never was a person who said no, I never withheld, but I never pursued. So there was a distinct I never realized this until afterwards, but this aspect of him feeling wanted by me was not there. And it wasn't intentional. It wasn't something I was doing on purpose. And I can give you every excuse of we had three kids and it's busy and the seasons of life and all of those things. And that was relevant. But the reality was, is that I realized I'd never wanted to leave an opportunity for the enemy when it came to my spouse not feeling wanted by me. I wanted him to feel wanted by me. And 
I really, when we finally did get the opportunity and that's what we, we talk about that we got a chance to live out a miracle and we still get to, when we got that opportunity to begin to rebuild our sex life, I took that very seriously. And when it comes to healing, and especially since you're dealing with a lot of people who are navigating that aspect of having to deal with the thought life, right? This is where it's can be such a wrecking ball in our sex life on both sides is, you know, you're, you're thinking, what's this other person thinking about and these images that you're contending with? And especially when you're trying to rebuild trust, man, this is a, this is a zone that can really be difficult. And I also didn't realize that I like control until all this happened in my life. So God was just kind of like revealing things in me. And, you know, funny that I can say this aspect actually was something that allowed me to kind of navigate into something that I actually naturally gravitate towards, which is some level of control, but also being able to say like, I am going to own the fact that I want my spouse to feel wanted and I'm going to pursue him and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to remove the obstacles that I naturally place in my life. Um, I'm going to not allow myself to walk in rejection and betrayal and questioning all the time. And I'm not saying I did this perfectly. So those of you that are listening and going like, girl, you're crazy. And I don't know how you did that. Well, it was one, one step at a time. I mean, I think that there's that aspect of, we always talk about second Corinthians 10, three through five, talking about how he's given us divine power to demolish strongholds and taking every thought captive to his obedience. And there was that distinct reality that I invited that into um, our sex life too. And saying like, okay, no, this is not going to be a territory that the enemy is going to win in our lives. And so um, I have made it and and still to this day is a great honor to make my, my husband feel wanted by me. And I would also say that that is outside of the bedroom. Um, I realized in my, in my everyday life, I had a tendency to just kind of like, I, I don't, I don't know if I really realized it, but I could have some cutting humor and I really like sarcasm. I really enjoy it. You know, I, I am from up north and my family is very sarcastic. And I, I, that was like a little bit of love to me, right? It was like, okay, I'll be sarcastic and have a little bit of cutting edge humor. But I realized I was, I did that a lot with my husband and I didn't build him up very often. Or even when we were with other people, um, I, I wasn't like just being flirtatious with him. I, I would say now, like, we make it our goal to make somebody uncomfortable at some point, <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like, because we want people to know like this right here is sacred ground. Like yeah. we want each other. still. we love each other and we're excited to be married. And so we want that to be reflected, not just in private in our bedroom, but it's, it, we want it to be reflected in every area of our life. And so that pursuit is important. And I know for Brad, like I know how he, feels pursued. I know those things. And so that's an aspect of a great sex life too, is like knowing how does your spouse feel pursued? Because I'm telling you at different seasons in my life, Brad, taking out the trash was pursuit for me, (laughs) you know? And so it's important that, that you as, as a spouse, you recognize like, how does my, how does my husband or how does my wife feel pursued? You know, me taking out the trash for Brad is not going to do it, you know? And so <laughs> it's yeah. that recognition of, of, Hey, how does my spouse feel pursued? And then you, you own that part of your life. Like my, my spouse, they're going to know I want them. 
I look for them, I pursue them and that, yeah, you can, you can walk in that. And it really does bring a sense of healing, I think, to your sex life. Mm -hmm. That's great guys. What I'm picking up on it. I mean, there's a lot of great themes here, but deeper connection to God, a deeper connection to each other. And often that's counterintuitive, the cultural message that we're seeing with sex these days, which is, yeah. I mean, someone's picking up on this podcast, like, why aren't you guys talking about how to do this or that in the bedroom? And I think it's great because what you guys are describing, though, is that, you know, great sex is something that requires deep intimacy and connection. Yeah. And that isn't just how good we are in the bedroom. That yeah. really has to do with how we love each other as husband and wife. And then the outflow of that is where we see great sex occur. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an amazing message that you guys are bringing. And I mean, there's a lot of things that can impede our, our connection, right? You're talking about seasons of life, talking about the different things that we've gone through in our past, maybe some traumatic things, or even in our own relationship as married, marrieds, right? Mm -hmm. Where maybe there's been some loss of trust or a betrayal of some kind. Um, and so all these things can impede against that. So you've mentioned a few things that you guys did to connect as a couple uh, outside of the bedroom. Maybe expand a little bit on that, because I know that your story, there's so much to it in regards to what you brought in from your past, but also what you experienced as a couple. And I highly recommend anybody listening to go listen to their story. It's, it's powerful. So even for yourselves, what are some examples of ways that you learn to really connect deeply as a couple, but even some things that you know that are just good best practice things mm -hmm. for couples? connect well outside of the bedroom so that what happens in the bedroom is a reflection of that. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I think that the first thing that came to my head was we decided to date each other. And, you know, it's, it's sound, like all these answers sound so simple. They're hard to implement, especially if you haven't been doing them. Right. But when we started getting back together and started all these things, and to this day, we try our hardest to go out once a week. Now that could look totally like sometimes it's, it's a big night out, right? You know, a nice dinner, all these things. Sometimes it's, I, I remember one time we just ran to the store mm -hmm. like for a while, you know, it's, but it's something where the kids are not involved. Nobody else is involved. It's not like we're, and we'll have, we'll go out with friends too, but it's most important when it's just us because nobody else is around. We can sit there and talk or we can walk and talk, whatever it is, but just, that intentional time away from everybody else mm -hmm. um, out. I would prefer outside of home because there's so many distractions in home that aren't bad. It's just, there's so many distractions here. So I prefer to go out, like actually go out and do something and you can find cheap things to do. I know like, you know, there's always the money issue, of course, and that's fine. But, but also on top of that is where are you investing? Right. And so if a night out for dinner and a movie is going to cost X and a, but that's, and a babysitter, <laughs> if you need a babysitter and all those things, that is going to take a, you know, a chunk. Right. But the flip side of that is like not doing it and you're still stuck in this rut, still stuck in these routines, not feeling pursued by each other, not able to get alone and just talk like I mean, yeah, there was times we would get alone and we're talking about the kids, of course, but more times than not, it's just talking about whatever and really just dating again, just making sure that we're staying up and just dating each other over and over again, even though we're married, we've been married 22 years and we still want to do it all the time. Just keep going out, keep making these new memories, making these memories together, laughing together, joking together, all those things while you're out 
as a couple. Now, if you can't do that, I mean, go to the backyard or go out on a walk, you know, something, just something to get you kind of out of that normal routine. That was a big thing we decided to do. And I mean, of course, there's weeks we miss it. Things like that always come up. But our intentionality is there to always try to do that every week. That's a big one that we've done. Yeah, I was going to say that that was the the first thing that came to my mind too. And just like that remembrance of, man, laughter and flirting with each other is so powerful. And we forget that, which is so dumb (laughs) because of the fact that this is one of the reasons that we fall in love with our spouse is like this ability to laugh and connect. But we let the burdens of life kind of overrule like our natural instinct to just have fun with our spouse. And especially if you're in a season of healing in your marriage, we almost like feel guilty if you have fun. If you laugh, you feel bad about it. But there's such healing there. It's like this remembrance of like, man, I I I like you. Like, I really like you. Like, you're funny, you know, and you need to create opportunity for that. You need to create opportunity for adventure and fun. And I, I always think like Brad and I talk about like, man, it's our mission to let our kids know that this marriage stuff is fun. Like we want you to know that being married is awesome. We don't want you to have this view of how the world portrays it, which is like, well, I guess you're married now, ball and chain, like your life is over and there's no more fun left in your life. Like, no, this is, this is an exciting, fulfilling, God honoring relationship. And so when we started that recognition of we are going to make room for connection, we're going to make room for fun. We are going to, um, do adventures. And I would also say something that really helped us. I think even in that aspect of seriousness, side-by-side connection actually really helped us as well. He talked about the walking, things like that. Sometimes when things are serious, like you're just staring at someone across the table and it's like, now we're going to talk about deep things. And <laughs> well, that was, the, that was something else I wanted to say too. Like there was times for deep conversation that just naturally happened. We weren't saying like, okay, we're going out and in order to connect and have a you know better marriage, which all leads to the bedroom, we need to have these deep conversations. Yeah. And I need to get down and just figure out everything that's going on. Which you and do need to. <laughs> we, you do, but I think majority of ours always happen organically. It was nothing like there was no, the pretense for us to go out on a date wasn't to finish it off in the bedroom. It wasn't to have some deep conversation over dinner over a drive. It was nothing like that. It was just simply to connect, period, to enjoy each other and connect. Now, the benefits of all that are you're going to learn your spouse better. You're going to have a deeper connection. You will have those deep, deep conversations and you're probably going to top it off at night, right? (laughs) Like, I mean, it's probably going to end up in the bedroom somehow. and, And that's great. It doesn't always happen that way, but the pretenses of that, what that's not what this was all about. This was simply yeah. just about trying to connect constantly. Yeah. And then I think always we, we, we really did try to, and this is, I would say something that we've learned to kind of also develop in every area of our, of our life is that we're not self-seeking. Oh. And so I think, you know, when you can embrace that in, in, 
every area of your life that rolls over into the bedroom, right? That you naturally start to live your life, not in the idea of like, how can I fulfill my needs? What do I want? What is it that it's most important to me? And if you start to filter that differently, if you start to look at your lens, how can I serve my spouse? How can I serve my kids? Ultimately, how can I serve Christ today? Which is what he calls us to do, right? It's what he did. He laid down his life for us. And so when you begin to model and live out a servant attitude, which is not easy to do. And every one of us trips up on that, but it also rolls over into the bedroom. And that's, that's ultimately creates a great sex life when you're not in there just going like, well, what do I want? What are my needs? How can Mm -hmm. you fulfill me? If it, if it turns towards your spouse, I mean, that is fulfilling for both of you in such a, a, such a deep intimate way for sure. Great stuff guys. It's so deep and, 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 practical but also it's getting really to the heart of the matter which is really awesome and it's so necessary to do this stuff and so once this is established let's get practical if there's like in the bedroom if there's something that one person wants and the other spouse doesn't like it Mm. it, that's sometimes a hard conversation to have how do you coach people and just understanding each other's sexual desires and not just the emotional connection but those sexual desires in the bedroom Man, it's those are hard. It's hard to talk about. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> and it shouldn't be because it's your wife, right? It's your spouse. It should not be a hard topic to talk about, even if you haven't yeah. been tainted, you know, in any way. Like this shouldn't be a hard topic, but it still is. And like earlier, when Lisa was talking about, you know, not being selfish, you know, not wanting all these things, and there's that fine line because you'll tell yourself, like, I don't want to be selfish, but now Lisa's like, well, what do you like? And it's like, well, I don't know if I could talk about this because I don't want to be selfish, but it's the heart of the matter, right? It's not, it's something that I want to ask Lisa because I want to know, like, I want to know how can I just serve you better, right? Like, how can I like just love you, you, make you feel better, you know, all these things, like, how can I do that? What do you like? those are just tough conversations. I don't even know how to really get around it other than just saying like, Hey, like, do you like it when I do this or not? You know, (laughs) Um, which sounds so crazy. You know, we, a lot of the couples we've coached when we've talked about sex, this, this has come up a little bit, but nothing crazy because also majority of those people who are coaching, they're like deep in crisis. Right. And they're just yeah, trying to right. say, Hey, we need to mend this now. Mm-hmm. And we're like, go. Mend and there's it, a season right? of vanilla like, yeah, in, yeah, in the mending absolutely. process. Cause go. God, That's you okay. yeah, yeah. If you pull out something new in the middle of like mm-hmm. healing, like that's a danger zone super danger zone no i just i don't know what would you say it's like you have to be willing to to even wade into the uncomfortable but i would say if someone in particular is saying like i really want to do this and your spouse is uncomfortable there's there's a reality of you you don't want your spouse to be uncomfortable but you do want to invite conversation and it's important to navigate through that and to figure out like you know, I, I heard it once described you even of having a circle of like, I would do this. These are my nose. And then there's this like middle ground that you're like, I, I guess I would be willing to like try that one time, but I'm not really sure. I, mean, I don't know if this circle analogy will, will help somebody if they need to write it down. But I think it is like, as you grow, I think it's, it's really beautiful that this man that I've been married to for 22 years, I'm still discovering new things about him and vice versa, because 
you do change mm. and seasons happen and you have kids and careers and just in general, your body changes. And there's just such a beauty of knowing that you have that opportunity with someone for your whole life to get to know them and have conversation and to invite that conversation. And if something isn't working for somebody right now, that's mm. fine. And maybe later on it will. And that's great. And if not, guess what? That's not the most important thing. No, this isn't, no. this isn't just the me show. Mm -hmm. And so it, it does become more about just like you're wanting to build a unity, not just in the bedroom, but everywhere in your life. And as you guys build that in other areas, you're going to find that you have opportunity to be a little bit more, I don't know what the right word I'm looking for. Just playful in the bedroom, adventurous, adventurous in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, just it, it really too. Like also if you're, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, woman or man, what, you know, whichever side of the, the house you're on, on that is where's the, where is it coming from? Right. So if you, if you want to try something in the bedroom, like, where's it coming from? Is it like, what's the, I don't know if I want to say the motive, but what's the heart behind it? Mm -hmm. Right. Is it, is it, you know, to have fun and just, you know, playing with your spouse and it's just like, Hey, we should do this. And Oh yeah, I think that'd be fun. Or is it something that you've seen and you've been like fantasizing about, and I've always wanted to do this and I've never had this chance or, you know, you have so, to be careful. yeah. Where's that coming from? Especially if you're coming from the broken side of it. Right. And you're, and you're into this new and you start having these like thoughts of like, well, I mean, man, that might be fun. Well, why, why, where's it, you know, what's the root of that question? What's the root right. of, or even what's the root of telling your spouse, Hey, I like it when you do this. Hmm. Is it coming from that dark past or what you've laid down and you've moved on? Or is it just coming from, Hey, it's amazing when you do this. I, I love it. And I wanted you to do that more. Hmm. And because I enjoy it and it's just amazing to see you like this, you know, whatever it is, but you have to know where that's coming from because yeah. that fine line, I mean, and also I would say this too, like nothing should be in a degrading way, mm -hmm. right? You know, like, Hey, the, the bedroom is sacred marriage ground. Like this was given to you by God and you can do all these things. You could do all these things, but if it's coming into like where you're degrading someone yeah. or, or towing that line, then yeah, you need a really live out images in your head that you like specifically. I, I mean, talking from, you know, our marriage was really wounded by pornography and infidelity. So there was a there was that period of time where it was like anything that we did, we had to just like recognize that we had to discover that together. And mm -hmm. there was that period of time knowing that, yeah, I certainly didn't want to be living out any pornographic fantasy mm -hmm. with my husband. I certainly didn't want him having done anything else over here and then trying to live that out with me. No, this is sacred ground. This is sacred ground. And so it, it's recognizing that this is a God thing and we aren't going to accept that artificial sweetener, if you will, here. Yeah. And it, so it is, it's that sweeter version and it's, it is holy. And so it's important to remember that. That's great. A lot of communication, it sounds like that we need to have as couples. And one little maybe tip from you guys, mm -hmm. when we talk about this because I know 
Is it in the bedroom in the midst of making love? Or are we doing this in a set time when we sit down together and actually can have a face-to-face conversation? What do you guys find is best practice there? Because I'm sure you have some thoughts on both. Yeah. Um, I would say definitely not during, right? Or like right before. Like, hey. I would argue you can do both if it's done in a tasteful way. Like, I mean. Absolutely. Uh, No, I think you can. Yeah, because you can certainly be like, that feels really good. I mean, those kind of communication aspects when you're in it can actually oh, be yeah. easier. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I was, I don't know. I guess I was I just know. thinking of like talking. That's right? not, like, that's hey, not let's, you're you know. not resolving conflict. No, no. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. You're not working through things oh, in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I know, and I think for us, it's, we have never set a time to talk about this. And I don't, we always tell people to do that though. <laughs> yeah. You know, we do, we really do. But, but I think uh, like for me, at least it's a lot of organic stuff that happens, right? Like organic conversation. So, you know, we're doing something, I don't know, she's getting ready and I'm just kind of, you know, sitting the there or whatever. Side yeah. Side by side conversation. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? Like that was like, whatever that weekend was amazing. Like, I really like when you do this, or maybe we could try this or whatever. Like, I think for me, it's that organic side of it that I really like. Um, But that comes from our intentionality of being communicators with each other and really just trying to like be open, man. I don't, I get uncomfortable with all that kind of talking because like, it's so hard for me to even do it organically because of my past. It's just so hard because I do ask that question. Well, why is, why am I thinking like this? Where's this coming from? Or even if I have like, I don't have a problem with it, but still I'm like, well, if I say this is like, what is she going to think? Or is this selfish? Am I being selfish or am I, you know, and, and logically I know I'm not because if you're asking yourself, if you're doing all these things more than likely, you're not because you're actually self-aware of what's going on, right? Um, I'm not saying that's true for everyone, but I've found that in my life. Like if I'm asking myself these questions, when I really sit there and, you know, introspective, I can say, no, I'm not being selfish. So for me, it's harder when it's definitely harder when it's scheduled, right? Yeah, Um, I think this is where it comes into knowing your spouse a little bit is like for for what works for us is not going to work for every couple. mm -hmm. And the reality is, is if you there may be a season where you do have to actually schedule something or schedule a conversation with someone, you know, sometimes if communication is so broken down or your sex life is so broken down, the wounds are so gaping. You can't actually function in a healthy way. Like, please go, like, please go and talk with someone, get outside help. Like, I think that is something I want to make sure that I talk about because I think people feel like when, when you're really struggling, you feel so isolated and alone and you Mm -hmm. feel like no one could possibly understand what you're experiencing. And that is exactly how the enemy wants us to be is to be isolated and to not heal. And I think it's this recognition that God uses outside sources and people as well. And so get help please, there is help out there. So don't be afraid to have the conversations. If you have to schedule it, if you have to schedule it with someone, God really does desire wholeness in this area and healing in this area. And it's so beautiful when it is, which is why you see the world like working so hard to desperately tear this down. And it's it's so important. It's the first thing that goes in a marriage that's struggling. 
right? Even if it's a little fight, like maybe it's not a full on struggle with your wife or, or husband at all. But the first thing that goes is yeah, your bedroom, right? Like that intimate time. That's the first thing that goes. If you're mad at each other, whatever it is, you're no one's you're not thinking I'm not going to do this, but you're not going to because you guys aren't. Or sometimes you are and you're like, well, if you're not going to do that, then I'm not going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> We do, we do also tell people not only scheduling time to talk, but scheduling time to have sex, yeah. right. you know, and as, as when I first heard this, when we first started this journey of this ministry and all these things, I first heard this, I was like, that sounds so boring to me. Like, I can't, but like how, like, oh, look at the calendar. Okay. On the 21st, we're going to have sex. And then on the 22nd, I have a doctor's point, whatever it is, right. It's just like this mundane calendar. And the more I grew, the more I understood that now you're, you're not having these unmet, unspoken expectations throughout the week, right? Like, oh, I think like we're having a great day. The kids are doing great. She's not tired. I think we're going to have sex tonight. And then it doesn't happen. And you're like, uh, and you know, you don't have those days. And because she's not thinking, oh, he just held my hand because of this. Because he, he wants to have, yeah. want the, you know, and right. so something to look forward to something to you know maybe it sparks flirtation throughout the week maybe it sparks all these things throughout the week but i do think that it is very healthy to do that yeah that's another aspect that we really push people towards too yeah Yeah, no that's really good guys so what i'm what i'm hearing is when lisa asks for just a back rub that's when you say okay i want want to initiate i'll just initiate talking about sex yeah exactly (laughs) right No, but there's there's a good time to ask those questions and know your spouse, and so there's no set answer. It's that's working exactly for right for every couple scheduling sex or not. Does it work for you guys? That's the biggest thing, and so you got to figure out what works for you with your spouse, which is awesome. You guys have a lot to offer. Is there anything else? Just last thoughts that you have, just to kind of wrap up on how to have a great sex life. Have fun. I have fun. Really, just have fun. It doesn't have to be this huge monstrous event when you're married right someone once told me that you know there's a station wagon and there's a ferrari and sometimes you guys hop in the ferrari and you go zero to 60 in like 0.2 seconds and that's it and then sometimes it's a station wagon and you're taking like an eight hour trip across the state whatever it is but there's those times where it's just like hey we just are going to do this and have fun and then there's the times where you're just enjoying yourselves for as long as you can. Like, and I think that that's important to know because you can get in your head. It can affect so many things if you're just putting like so much pressure on it when really just relax and have fun with it. Yeah. And I think, you know, married sex is the best sex. And so I think it's this recognition of, of taking back, like I said, what culture depicts this as, because culture will tell you to follow your heart and do all these things and portray all these things. And then when it comes to marriage, it's like, okay, no, no, fun's over. And I think just like Brad said, the having, having fun, but then just knowing like this is an area that needs to be paid attention to. And I think, a lot of times I'll pick on women because I'm a, I'm a woman um, that we can we can neglect this area specifically, that we can feel every justification to not pay attention to this until we feel like there is a right, quote unquote, season or we are the right, mm-hmm. quote unquote, weight or, you know, I can give you a list of a thousand excuses that I've heard or the wounds that we carry. And those are not illegitimate things to, you know, they're, they're real. But the reality is, is that 
this is not an area that can be ignored for long without direct consequences in yeah. your own life and in your marriage. And so pay attention. Coming from a couple who has been wounded in this area in yeah. really the deepest way that you can be wounded and seeing God's reconciliation in some of the deepest ways that we could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. It's worth pursuing. It's worth pursuing healing. It's worth pursuing your spouse. And so I would just encourage you don't, don't ignore this. Don't just see the, you know, the title or listen to part of it and then just check out. Cause I think that's just like, okay, well, this will be good for somebody else. And I'm not going to have to take this personally. And the reality is, is this is an area, every single one of us has opportunity to grow in and including us, yeah. <laughs> and so that's, that's the cool thing is we have the opportunity to grow. So yeah. keep that perspective. That's great. Great words. And yeah, we never arrive in this area, but we can keep growing together yeah. in, as a couple. So, so appreciate you both the wisdom that you brought today. And where can we find you guys? Um, yeah, Brad always like, no. hey, now you talk. <laughs> um, our website has about everything on it, unrelentingpursuit.org. Um, we're most active on Instagram, which is unrelentingpursuit and then the underscore. Um, you can email us, info at unrelentingpursuit.org. You see the theme here. And then uh, our podcast, of course, is Unrelenting Pursuit. You can find us about anywhere you listen to podcasts. Great. That's awesome. What do you guys offer? So we do coaching yeah. and we do um, weekend intensives. So um, our favorite is the weekend intensives because we just get a chance to really deep dive in with a couple. Mm -hmm. And our whole intention is to really be able to help couples move from what has been towards what can be. So we're very forward focused because yeah. we know how, how much that matters. It's so easy to get caught in just where you are and difficult to move past it. So those are our favorite, I think. Yeah. And we are working Definitely. on, I mean, I keep saying we're working on courses. We it's it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Matt, we need your help here. It's gonna happen. We've talked about this. It will <laughs> happen. I know. It will happen. But I know those intensives are fantastic. I've heard that. Uh even well, yeah, Andy who is on our podcast, he he did that with his wife and just said it was so good. And so yeah, I encourage you couples out there if you're needing help together, obviously Brad needs to help. And so reach out to them. For sure guys thanks it's been fun as always thank, thank you so for much thanks yeah. for listening if you would like to hear more please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe this podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers if you would like to help support the cause financially once again please visit purevictorypodcast.com